Hello, Hello everyone. everyone! Welcome to the very first episode of She Inspired Me podcast series. My name is Christine Truong. I'm the founder of She Inspired Me, an online platform that was created to inspire and empower the women, especially for millennial and Gen Z. And with me today is a very special guest. Her name is Miss Fuang. She is a founder, a women leaders, an engineer. Hi, Chị Phương. Hello, em. Welcome, Chị Phương, to the show today. So, can you tell us a little bit about your personal background? Yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, first of all, thank you for inviting me to your podcast today. Uh, I feel very honored to be here and be happy to share my stories with the audience today. Um, so, my name is Phương. And uh, usually when I introduce my name, because it's not easy to say Phuong, and, and usually <laughs> if you see the word, uh, people would usually say Phuong. So I would say uh, you would spell it like Typhoon. So Phuong. Oh, Phuong? Phuong, like Typhoon. Typhoon. Yeah. Okay. So that's how I usually introduce my name. Oh, interesting. Okay. It's, just, it's just a good way to help people uh, pronounce it, because okay. it's not yeah. easy to actually pronounce. Currently, I'm working as a staff system engineer at Abbott, technical lead at Abbott Laboratories in mm-hmm. Irvine, Texas. Um, I came to the U.S. in 2010 um, as an international student from Vietnam. So I'm, I'm curious, what's make you here to the U.S.? Um, so when I was studying mm-hmm. in high school, um, I was in the English specialized class okay. in high school. So I, I have some exposure to... Yeah. The American culture, and it's always interesting to me the concept of going around the world to a different, strange country and being mm-hmm. on your own and trying to grow that way. Uh, I, I always, uh, I'm always curious about what is there outside yeah, of Vietnam that's super cool. and how I mm-hmm. would grow as right. a an international student in a strange country. So that concept actually is only very interesting to me. So I'm curious about that. Uh, from a very young age, I try to um, I, I do all the right thing, practice uh-huh. English and take English classes and take the test um, and apply to a lot of different schools in the U.S. Um, so how, how long have you been here to the U- in the U.S.? So I've been in the U.S. So I came here in 2010. Okay. So Sweet. I've been years, here in the U.S. Years. for 12 years. Um, so when I applied to different schools in the U.S., mm-hmm. I got accepted in probably like five or six schools. I believe there's so many different there because you were born and raised in a different country and then come all the way here to the U.S. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm, I'm wondering, are there any other difficulties that you have to confront as an immigrant, as an international student? Uh, yeah, I think just like any other international mm-hmm. student that comes to the U.S., um, there is cultural shock that you have to overcome. I agree. When you, first came to the U.S., so mm-hmm. um, being alone and being faced with cultural shock, don't have your family with you, all yeah, the that's very strong. common difficulties that you are probably faced with too, and I'm probably mm-hmm. I'm also faced with that when I yeah. was in school. Um, I think how, how, how you overcome that um, is to be able to um, find a good support system within yourself mm-hmm. and find a good uh, group of friends to surround you with I agree. and always try to protect your peace mm-hmm. and stay away from the um, negative vibes yeah. that are surrounding you because uh-huh. being alone in a strange country is not easy to actually um, pick yourself up 
So you, if you, yeah, if I you try to to protect your peace and mm-hmm. limit the chance of being right. beaten down by negative vibes, I think you should definitely try to to do that. I think take um, the responsibility of your feeling mm-hmm. and your emotions, protect it, and be in control of it. Um, is, is one way that I, I learned how to uh, navigate myself around as an international wow. student when I was in school. That's inspiring. There is one of my favorite quotes that I just heard it lately on Instagram that if the flower doesn't bloom, are you going to plant the flowers or are you going to plant the environment? Mm-hmm. Which is also mean that we really want to push ourselves out there with the challenges, with the right environment, that where we become, that, we, that where we feel like we belong to, so that we can bloom in our way. And I believe that as an international student, we have a lot of inner motivation. We want to challenge the world. You know, like we want to conquer so many things out there. Mm-hmm. So that's so inspiring that you have been accomplished such a long journey mm-hmm. with 12 years, mm-hmm. with a lot of difficulties, obstacle barriers, with culture shock. And I know that it's hard, it's super hard. And either any specific story that you want to tell the audience about the certain moment that you feel this is too hard on you or this is too much on you or, or either any awkward moment that you feel like this is so funny to think about whenever it comes to cultural shock. Uh, yeah, I think mm-hmm. I think when I first came to the U.S. Um, in the cafeteria, there's a lot of different food that I yeah. don't know what it is. <laughs> so how I mm-hmm. would order food would just to be pointing at it. Right. I want this. I want that, and uh, not knowing what to call it. So that's I, I think that's pretty funny. <laughs> no, and you know what? You're not alone. Even when I order the food, I don't understand what's going on. Yeah. Even they ask us about almond milk or coconut yeah. or something like you know, that. What would I say? Uh, yeah, I, I I remember myself super nervous on the yeah. plane mm-hmm. because they came over and they expect me to know what to uh, order, but right. I couldn't hear. I couldn't understand what they right. were like. The, the accent is different. Yeah, the two options that they gave me, uh-huh. I didn't understand it. Uh, the latter one, the second one, <laughs> without knowing what I'm about to get. So just like, there's bet it. Guys, there's one fun fact that the English that we were talk in Vietnam is British English, uh-huh. but it's not like American English. Mm, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I have one more question for you. So what was the journey that takes you to a woman engineer at, at Abbott? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good question because when I studied at TCU, I actually my my degree was in uh, biochemistry, Bachelor of Science in Biochemistry. So I finished my degree there at TCU, graduated as a biochemistry scientist, uh, started finding jobs, worked as a food scientist at a community food bank for around four months, and then got a contractor position at Abbott mm-hmm. um, for as a reliability test um, scientist. So it still like has a scientist title in it. So I thought that I would actually be doing a lot of lab work and scientist yeah. work. Mm-hmm. But when I started working at Abbott, it turns out that the the site that I'm working at is not making um, milk or things that people are familiar with Abbott, like Ensure, Similac. Uh-huh. The site at Dallas actually is making a medical device, mm-hmm. and I was forced to actually work with um, device and instrument and actually be very hands-on, and nothing about chemistry or biology, right. but more about um, instrument instrumentation, troubleshooting, and um, like being on the instrument and fixing the instrument. And 
working um, there when I was a reliability tester mm -hmm. as a contractor, it, it wasn't an easy road uh, because my contract was a second shift uh, mm -hmm. contract. So I actually worked from, uh, I think, 2 p.m. to like 10 or 11 p.m. Sometimes if I work over time, it would go to like midnight or 2 a.m. and I would go home and drive an hour long to go back to Fort Worth. But even though the the timing and the uh, the work wasn't easy, mm. I actually found out that I was very enjoying doing hands-on things and practical things. So being able to troubleshoot and actually fix what's going on with an instrument and actually see it working again, some, yeah. something about it was uh -huh. very challenging and was very interesting to me. Agreed. So started like that, um, keep learning until the point that the, the one thing about me that I realized when I came to the workforce mm -hmm. is the the curiosity in me. It, it seems like it never it, it never stops. It's always there. There's always a curiosity, wondering like what's going on. What's, right. Why is it like this? So I keep asking questions, and I don't I I don't mind asking questions because that's actually how you learn in an environment like like Abbott. I agree. There's really no. Mm -hmm fixed training. There is training, but because things are very dynamic and it change a lot, the only, the best way you can learn is to ask questions and not be afraid of asking questions. Mm -hmm. So even though as an entry level uh, professional um, reliability tester, I ask a lot of questions, I learn more about the instruments, and I become familiarized with it, uh, and I feel challenged, and I become kind of, uh, a more expert in the yeah. system itself. You know, like we, from a different background, and mm. now we have to survive in America, and we have to try to adapt to the workplace. So there, definitely, there's a lot of difficulties. Yeah, I, I think the the experience makes me realize that I really like to do practical things, and I really like to work on the system and instruments. Um, so that helped me um, channel my engineering oh, spirit so cool. mm -hmm. <laughs> and the more that I work on the system the more yeah. I realize that um, I like to also bring different discipline together mm -hmm. um, to actually solve a problem and get to the final point so when I was working as a reliability tester I got to work with the system a lot yeah and then I got pushed by my boss to actually start working with the software engineer with the hardware engineers with the human factor engineer to uh, figure out what the problem actually is yeah. and, and finding out what the root cause is. So being exposed to different discipline of the engineer, I realized that I like a little bit of everything. Uh -huh. And because I now have the overview of what the system is, I can actually connect different pieces together yeah. to try to solve a problem. So, and I didn't even realize that this, this area actually exists before. Mm -hmm. But when I told my manager at that time that I liked doing that, apparently there's an area that's called system engineer. So what a system engineer is, is you actually um, act like the connection piece between different engineer discipline okay. and translating what the customer wants into a requirement mm -hmm. for different engineers to understand and be able to make a product out of those requirements. So you are the connection piece between different disciplines. Mm -hmm. You have to communicate what they want to the customer, what the customer wants to them, and also what they, the engineers want to the management team. So I just, 
find myself completely appealed to that aspect of the uh, the job of being able to talk to different people and uh -huh. connect connecting pieces together and also allowing myself to still be in challenge every day by different um, uh, different problems and troubleshooting and um, being able to talk to the customer and understand what they want about the product as well. So everything about that area um, yeah, was just such an appeal to me and I started working more in it and even go back to school and take master degree in system engineer and uh, yeah, I've been following that path um, for the last five or six years at Abbott as a mm -hmm. system engineer after my first few jobs and uh, I'm finishing my master degree right now in system engineer too. So oh, just, to, cool. just to show you guys that mm -hmm. you don't really have to do what your degree in school was about. Yeah. It's, it's a good step to prepare yourself of um, what is out there. Um, it's shaped your critical thinking, it prepare yourself with certain knowledge, mm -hmm. but when you're out there in the workforce, um, sometimes you actually will run into something else that you right. will like. But you don't expect it happen. That, right? that is still loosely related or related mm -hmm. to what you would, because as an international right. student, you know that we have to work in your field to right. be able we to get certain to be um, able to get the visa yeah. right so right. we have certain obstacle yeah we do have some limitations but even within right. that limitation there are still areas that you can explore that mm -hmm. were not exactly what you did a hundred percent in school mm -hmm. that is um yeah might be what you actually like to do more in your career so um with that background being in another country and then come all over here in the u.s and then as an asian leaders how can you define yourself as a female engineer leaders at work uh, because I, I believe that we all have different different background and the way that people lead others is totally different it's based on your personality it's also based on your perspective about leading as well so mm -hmm. how can you define yourself as a good leader at work i'm so curious about that because it seems <laughs> like you have a really interesting story about your background mm -hmm. so the way that you you inspire others going to be different as well yeah sure mm -hmm. uh I think leadership is something that you learn over time as well. Um, okay. so, somebody says that you are born a true leader and things like that. I don't right. think that that is 100% mm -hmm. true, right? Mm -hmm. You you might want to be a leader, but you're developing your leadership skill takes time and experience. Right. So over the time that I'm at Abbott, I, I think at first, when I first started, I was very like young and very like ambitious, passionate, want to do everything. <laughs> want things that my ideas are the best yeah. ideas, I want to be heard the most in the room. But as I uh, start being involved in more projects yeah. and seeing uh, different teams working and being through many projects, I realized that um, a leader is not the one to tell people what to do. Leader is actually the person who empowers people to do what they are good at and help them achieve what they want at their job. Mm -hmm. Only when they are f motivated enough to to do what they want to do, then the team can actually get to where we want to be. Um, no, That's nothing amazing. is. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, nothing is good uh, that will come out of being forced to do something. Right. Yeah. So I even even at work right now. Um, whenever I ask somebody to do something, I want to make sure they understand why mm -hmm. we are doing it, um, the reason behind it, and make sure that they're on the same page. Even though it's tough, at least understanding the reasons right. behind it help them hmm. uh, achieve what they want. So either any other message or either any other perspective that you feel like it ship you, like the way how you lead others? 
Um, or, I, or is there any different between your leadership and other leadership? And how can you define it differently? Yeah, I think I want to make sure people understand that um, a leader doesn't have to be loud, the loudest person in the room or the, mm-hmm. uh, the most talkative person yeah. in the room. There are different styles of leading and um, a leader, like I was saying, is a person that brings people together and um, connect people together, make sure that they can work together to get to. A leader is not expected to be the one that solves the problem, but you have to know the the good strength in each person and being able to bring that out and bring them together in the same room and help them work together. So I think it's, it's important to understand that as a woman, you don't have to try to act like a man Right. to to be successful in oh. any in- industry, especially for an engineering male dominant industry. Uh, people tend to think that you have to take um, take into account being like a, a, a man or acting like a man to be heard. Mm-hmm. But there are different ways that you can actually be heard and embrace the personality differences between women uh-huh. and, and men. Yeah. As a woman, you have the advantages of being a I think it being a good listener mm-hmm. so you you listen more and you take into account people's feelings more and that can people's also more. play into your advantages as well as the leaders yeah. you don't have to be like gun ho I'm like right. so strong and uh-huh. so loud um, that doesn't shape what a good leader is a good leaders can be a good listener mm-hmm. and empathetic as well I agree. And when you talk about empathetic, about being a good listener, about how to feel other feelings, it kind of reminds me about there's a short term, there's a short term class that I take with Yale University, and I were taught about women, about how women lead it, how women leadings, and then about emotional intelligence and how can we apply that to work. Mm-hmm. And I figured out that I totally agree with you about how to understand all the teammate strength and mm-hmm. how to make them feel inspiring, how to make them feel like they love what they're doing and how to inspire other working with them. Mm-hmm. So I totally agree with that. I think that's such a good perspective about being a good leader. Mm-hmm. And um, I also totally agree that, you know, like as a women, we don't, sometimes we don't have to be loud, mm-hmm. but how can we define ourselves? How can we understand each other? We understand their need, and we we have that kind of empathy. Mm-hmm. To spread it out. We make their personality shine, but also make sure that the work is done. Yeah. So I think mm-hmm. um, as a woman, if you don't feel comfortable raising your voice in a group setting, there's different way that you can actually be heard. Um, you can always try to talk in a one-on-one setting with your peers, with yeah. your managers, or with your report, if you have report. Um, yeah, it's more private and, and it's more sophisticated as well because there are some people that they don't comfortable with, with being being said what to do in front of so many people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and I think to me, the, the best way that I can manage to be a good leader is to um, to be in those one-on-one settings, to, to learn about my my peers, my report, and actually understand empathy with them and yeah. be on a personal level with them. You don't have to be best friend, but in, in the end, we're all just humans, right? right. If, if, if we understand more each other on a personal level, we can also work better together. And, and 
um, we spend most of our time a day actually working with each other. I agree. So we have to to get to know each other on a personal level, or yeah. else everything would just um, it, it lose the meaning. You don't feel as as connected to your your friends and your yeah. coworkers. So getting to know each other on a personal level actually helps uh, connect the team a lot, and mm-hmm. and helps us be more empathetic and yeah. forgiving in, in, in situations that need uh, mm-hmm. forgiveness as well. Thank you so much for the answer. I think it's, I totally agree with that. Can't agree more. But then I'm currently heard a very popular term that call employee diversity at work. Mm-hmm. So what do you think about that term? DNI, diversity and inclusion is a big, uh, what is that? A big push or big, big trend for a lot mm-hmm. of companies right now, right? Right. Um, so I think diversity is important. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think any company needs to promote diversity and um, embrace different cultures, different race, different genders, and allowing um, to actually speak about it. And th- there's a thing that my company ver- is very focused on right now that's called unconscious bias. Okay. So. What, what, in in the effort of promoting diversity and inclusion, because okay. there there are times when you you are being biased, but you right. don't know but you that don't you're know. actually being biased. I agree. Mm-hmm. And uh, say you you assign this task to this person, which is a male right. engineer, and then this task to another person, which is a female engineer. Yeah. And there's characteristic in that the task that that makes you feel like, oh, why did you not assign this to the other person? Yeah. Is it because of the gender? So. A lot of the time, because we we grow up in a society that has um, assigned gender roles and assigned gender uh, bias, we 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 have that developed in our mind already. And we just don't know that it exists there. Mm-hmm. Being able to consciously think about it and be aware yeah. of it, right? Um, I think helps a lot in in promoting diversity and preventing these. Um, biases or discriminations at workplace. So I think diversity and inclusion is important, and but unconscious bias and being able to to talk about it and be more aware of it is important as well. Yeah, I totally agree. When it's time to diversity, it's make me think about having diverse perspective. Mm, okay. If we have one person in the table or we have four people are on the table, but mm-hmm. they aren't from the same background, the same point of view. What about we have four different people from different perspective, from different standpoint, then mm-hmm. we bring more value to the table, more creativity, more open-minded, more outstanding ideas. Mm-hmm. And I think I'm, I'm so proud to be an Asian leaders. And I, I believe you too, because we can bring that kind of ourself, mm-hmm. and we put it out there in the very diverse culture at work and we make we make an impact with that, and, mm-hmm. and we also trying to balance between all the perspective, all the culture with our culture, which is such a great thing to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, mm-hmm. I think, um, yeah, every cultures, every diversity bring different things to the table, right? And but I think being being aware of um, some limitations that your culture brings to the table as well. So not, not wanting to sound very mm-hmm. um, negative about it, but say I think for international yeah. students or immigrants, we, for me, at first, it's very hard for me to take compliments. I actually still don't know how to take compliments. Well, <laughs> me too. Like, I think it's happened most for most of the Asian, especially 
with us, with Vietnamese, we were taught to be humble and we were taught to be mm-hmm. like not oh just not, hard not to be overconfident. Yeah, yeah, not overconfident. <laughs> but but I think it's important to know that don't let that right. bring you down, right? Right. Because because at, at work, in, especially in a fast growing. Uh-huh. Or fast-paced industry like in the in, in, in America, America so competitive out there. Competitive, yeah. If you if you don't um, ask for things, sometimes it won't happen. Right. And it's it's not that it's not to say that you have to change your personality to be aggressive, but um, just be re- remind yourself that if you're not doing this, if you, do you really want it or not? If you really want it, then then nobody else is gonna ask for it except right. for you. No, nobody is gonna just oh here is your salary increase please take it yeah <laughs> you have to to in, in addition to actually working hard you have to ask for it because if they can keep paying you at the same uh, right amount of money right. for the work that you're putting in yeah sometimes they would do that there are companies that would be good yeah, about they it do that but sometimes they would not uh, consciously active act mm-hmm. proactively giving you um, the race that you need, you yeah. also have to ask for it. You also have to vouch for yourself as well. Mm-hmm. And and honestly, it's not on the company because the company is a big um, organization that has a lot of people in it. They cannot take care for every person. <laughs> they they they're not your family, your yeah. parents. They don't. They the goal is not to take care of every single one person. Yeah. They will when you ask for it. So you also have to know how to ask for what you right. deserve and also uh, vouch for yourself mm-hmm. like performance assessment don't be, uh, shy don't be shy to say good things about yeah. yourself <laughs> i i believe be bold that about most, it. most of the asian girls like us we were taught to be gentle to be you know mm-hmm. like, to be humble but then when we came to america i i still remember the feeling when i trying to get some first interview as um as a junior in my university and then people asked me like Christine you need to talk more about yourself but then I was like it has overconfidence but then after a lot of interview I realized that you have to sell yourself like you have to telling people about you and you have to learn how to comfortable with that because it's very competitive it's so fast growing out there if you mm-hmm. don't go beyond if you don't challenge yourself if you don't speak up who want to speak up for you mm-hmm. right? and, 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 and I'm not saying that you have to be loud right about it. it's not loud but there, there's a way that you can ask for things or right. vouch for yourself in in your own way uh-huh. in your sort of way but but I just agree. just know that you have to be the one that look out for yourself oh my god when, whenever it turned to woman leading there's so much more that I want to talk about <laughs> but then I believe that your perspective was formed because of our women characters which is sophisticated which is sensitive mm-hmm. and we acknowledge about what's going on around us and we acknowledge about other feelings mm-hmm. which is I think is so influential and it's also really important mm-hmm. because for a good leader it's not only for get, get get things done but also about dedication and about compassionate work as well either any fun moment or either any awkward moment uh-huh. or any aha moment that make you feel like why is so much different between between female leaders and male leaders. Uh, oh, sorry. <laughs> um, I th- there, are, there are a few stories here and uh-huh. there. So I think, um, I, in my old previous company, mm-hmm. <laughs> there were a lot of times where there there would be male and female in the room, yeah. and we would talk, and the conversation became very long, and the meeting lasts long. We couldn't come to a decision, and it's very interesting that. 
this is a previous company, right? So it's very interesting that uh, the next time when they actually have another meeting to talk about uh, what to do and, and to come to a decision, they only have a meeting within the men leaders. Wow, because, interesting. Because, uh, yeah, and just in passing by, just talking, mm. it just seems like because they don't want to... Um, they want. They don't want the group to overthink, mm-hmm. and they want to simplify the, the 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 conversation and come to the decision faster. Mm-hmm. So, so that that was kind of uh, a wake up call to me that even that yeah. we are in the U.S., there are also a lot of um, scenarios when, like like back to the unconscious bias thing, where there are a lot of scenarios right. where things are done in a way that do not really empower women and women leaders. So. Uh, that that was not funny, but that was <laughs> a sad story that I actually had to observe uh, one time. And another one is being in a male dominant industry, um, right. especially if you're a female and you're international. It's hard to be heard um, at first, and I feel like for women, it takes a bit longer for you to actually prove yourself. Right. And there, there were times when I was young, and I'm still young, <laughs> but there were times when I was younger, it was super hard to actually mm-hmm. um, make people, um, I guess, understand that, that what I'm saying is actually uh, correct because I actually have um, data and facts. But for, for, when I said it, they would not believe me at first right away. But mm-hmm. to be able to have people believe it, you have to provide like right. 2x times of fact and data for them I to agree. actually believe it. But I don't let that bring me down. Mm-hmm. I acknowledge it, even though as sad as it is, um, I usually try to confront with people mm-hmm. whenever they actually have doubts about me. I was like, um, trying to ask That's them, why, why would you why would you think that I was not right? And, mm-hmm. and what, what, what do you think I can do better next time? And trying to like, un- pulling out of them, yeah. uh, make them o- aware that they might be biased and confrontation, confront them with that. And, and that really actually helps a lot in, in defining my position at well, work and hold my ground. It's also happened to me, and I believe that it's not only for us, but also another women out there, especially we, we we are minorities, we are Asian, and we came from another country as well. So I still remember there are some positions that I'm take the lead, but then I have another lead, like I'm the first leader and then there is a second leader that's supporting me. Mm. And then I remember there's a few times that in the leading, um, in of the leader meetings, the higher, the higher, the higher people who is our advisor, they don't really listen to what I say, uh-huh. but even I'm a leader, but they didn't listen to what I say because I'm not loud enough, because my English is having the accent or mm. because, I don't know, I, I just feel like they don't, you can sense that, you know, like the eye contact, mm. the other stuff as well. And I remember there's some other leading that I represent for my own organization, but then we have two leaders and I'm, I'm the bigger one. And then I remember they contact the male one. Mm. They contact the one who was, was fine raised here and then they didn't contact me. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. I feel a little bit sad about that as well. But then after I'm reading and researching, I realize that it's like non-bias. Mm, unconscious bias. Unconscious bias. And, and, and I think hmm, even though it's hard, mm-hmm. those those still exist nowadays, right? Right, it still exists nowadays. And and you can't change it. But the but problem is how can we live with it, right? No, I think I think that's 
you can change it. Mm. I think step by step, small steps. So whoever that did that to you, even though it's hard, you can actually try to confront them. Right. And ask them, is there a reason why you did not contact me? Mm. And maybe just maybe be more subtle about it. Okay, can you please contact me next time when there's a question about this yeah. or that or about this organization because I working on it a lot and actually very familiar with the details mm. so I would be appreciative next time you would contact yeah. me so call them out for those behaviors and don't mm. just don't just live with it I think small step by small step we might be able to change it eventually mm. I think where we are right now is already much better than where we were In maybe the past. 10 years ago uh -huh. so step by step yeah proactive about it calling yeah. people out and make sure that they are aware of mm. that and if they, they still refuse to to be aware of it then then that's their fault we try mm. especially yeah I think one of the problem with me is also about being confident with what I concerning about because I was like, I think that is, I have to prove them about my result. Like I want to prove them that I'm, I did a great job and I can achieve this and I was worth it and I deserve it. But so now they change the perspective about me. They show more respect about me and I sense that. Mm -hmm. But I know that it takes us longer compared to the male one mm -hmm. to really prove about who we are and how much we can do the work, mm -hmm. which is pretty interesting. And yeah, now yeah. after sharing and about that, your yeah. thoughts and I realized that I'm not alone. So probably. Other women out there, they're not alone as well. They definitely have to confront with that. Thank you so much for everyone for watching our podcast today. Don't forget to give up a thumbs up for this video, comment and share below. We're looking forward to see you all for the next episode. Bye. Bye.